Hi, I'm Stephen, and I'm the host of the Simple English News Daily podcast, downloaded over a million times. Monday to Friday, we tell you the most important stories everywhere in the world in just seven minutes. No opinion, just facts from politics, conflict, business, science, tech, and everything else. In the most simple way, the story can be told. Understand the headlines from every continent every day in seven minutes. Go to send7.org or search in your podcast app for Simple English News Daily. I'm Roger Baker, Executive Director of the Stratfor Center for Applied Geopolitics at Rain. This podcast is brought to you by Rain Worldview, the premier digital publication for objective geopolitical intelligence and analysis. Find out how Rain can help you stay ahead of global events at rainnetwork.com. Welcome to Rain's Essential Geopolitics Podcast. The Essential Geopolitics Podcast, of course. I'm Emily Donahue, and I thank you for listening. This week, we're taking a look at Bangladesh. The country was long considered a development success story in South Asia, but recent global events from the pandemic to the war in Ukraine have taken their toll. Joining me now is Rain's South Asia analyst, Ekta Raghawanshi. Welcome to the show, Ekta. Hello, Emily. How are you? I'm great. It's great to have you along. Uh, can we talk a little bit about uh, Bangladesh and its economy today? How has what's going on outside the country, what you know, the global crisis affected Bangladesh's economy? Well, yeah, unfortunately, the answer to that question would be yes. Like most of the countries in Global South, uh, the economic impacts of the conflict or the war in Ukraine have been felt far and wide. Uh, it's not, not very different for Bangladesh also. Bangladesh is a very heavily uh, import-dependent country that makes matters even worse for it. Uh, but I, I would like to highlight the, the point that you noted when you were t- introducing just Bangladesh about how it was uh, it is understood to be a developmental success. Just just to give me give a few remarks about that. Bangladesh was also struck by COVID like like the whole world and it had the economic impacts like slowing down exports, slowing down remittances. However, after COVID-19 pandemic subsided and after the vaccination in the country uh, just was after the vaccination rates in the country were so high, it was able to open up and there were the economic recovery that Bangladesh saw saw was really impressive. Uh, Also, just to make a comparison with its peers, like countries like Sri Lanka and Pakistan in the region, Bangladesh was way ahead in terms of all the economic parameters. But yes, of course, then came the global crisis due to the Russian war in Ukraine. And as I said, Bangladesh is heavily dependent on fuel uh, food imports, uh, capital or uh, machinery imports for its export industry. So it was heavily, heavily impacted by what's happening around it. Uh, the surge in fuel prices was, of course, the major one that has affected Bangladesh like every other country in the global south, e- even in the north in, uh, these days. Uh, so, yeah, multiple problems in the economy, mostly the macroeconomic problems that we always highlight for all the countries. It started with uh, the heavy, heavy high current account deficit, right? Because it's just the bill grew. Uh, the foreign exchange reserves in Bangladesh also started declining like 
most most of the countries its important imports fell inflation like rose because of increasing fuel prices increasing food prices currently the inflation is like 7.5% which is a nine year high for the country so yes the the uh, impacts are felt everywhere in all the homes local people workers everybody is feeling the the pinch of uh, just squeezed budgets in their homes so it has the, the the global crisis is severely affecting the country well ekta what is the government doing to overcome these problems so the government in bangladesh i think was pretty pre a preemptive a proactive in its response from what i have seen because it had the example of sri lanka in its very very close periphery and it did not want to go down sri lanka's path what i started seeing was a sort of austerity measures from from government side they they started with capital controls they started with restricting uh, luxury imports and things like that so just things about saving uh, the the foreign currency of course dollars uh, in the market what i also saw la- last last month itself uh, the government had to increase the fuel prices because international markets prices were very very high so because they increased the fuel prices there were all sorts of other inflationary problems however that that they also stopped or temporarily paused uh, oil imports in the country uh mind you oil is very very important for energy security in bangladesh so that has caused well that has caused severe power crisis in the country there are austerity measures related to that load shedding in the country is very very rampant there are like one or two hours of power cuts everywhere even in economic areas in the country uh schools and banks have been uh are asked to shut down for a few hours in the week so so things like this i think all these austerity measures the government has already undertaken like like many other countries in the world uh what other thing the government do is doing is it has approached the imf uh, for a loan program i think it has asked for about 4.5 billion loan for it could be it could be for 3 years or 4 years uh, it has not been approved yet but i think imf would most probably will it has also approached other uh, multilateral lending agencies like the adb or world bank uh, for similar uh, loan contracts so the government in itself is trying to impose austerity measures trying to serve whatever limited foreign exchange reserve it has uh, but has also gone to external sources and donors for help in in managing just just this crisis in itself actor it sounds like there is uh, quite a situation developing in bangladesh could the drivers that you've described create a similar situation in bangladesh I mean as that that drove protesters in Sri Lanka to overthrow the government. Yeah, a very relevant question. Uh so the, the the most immediate impact of of these austerity measures or inflations could be widespread social unrest in the country. Uh what is different in Bangladesh's cases from Pakistan or from Sri Lanka is the 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 ruling party that is the awami league currently in power is is i think is pretty secure in its position uh the next elections in bangladesh are in 2023 uh so 
of course if if the situation the global situation global economic crisis continues till the elections it would be a huge huge campaigning issue for the opposition party and it could very well lead to a change in government and which will be mind you which will be uh, accompanied with very high level of violence because bangladesh does not have a good record during elect- elections during campaign it's not all peace so that that is one thing that that i would consider but i at this point i think it is at a low risk of of heavy or or widespread political instability in the country uh, because just because bangladesh is placed a little bit better than what pakistan and what sri lanka are and it is a little bit less uh, prone to political instability widespread political instability if it's able to fix its problems so we we can see of course widespread protest we can see the opposition party trying to galvanize the masses uh, the youth and other other groups uh, against the government against the price rises on everyday basis uh, but i think it it will be uh translated into election campaigning and it will be a big election issue and and the, if if this continues of course uh we could see how how things happen in elections but i do not th- think proactively there will be a government resignation or something like that so uh, again the risk of political instability overthrowing the government is a little bit lower in bangladesh uh but of course we will see some some sort sort of instability Ekta, thank you so much. That's certainly something to watch. It is. Thank you. Ekta Raghawanshi is a geopolitical analyst with RAIN, and she focuses on South Asia. Understanding geopolitical issues and drivers, no matter where they're happening, are critical to future planning. Whether you run a multinational conglomerate or you're planning a trip to a place you've never been. RAIN offers businesses a complete geopolitical intelligence solution with RAIN Worldview. It delivers forward-looking geopolitical analysis and tools that enhance your ability to understand what's going to happen next. Learn more about RAIN's geopolitical intelligence solution at rainnetwork.com. That's R-A-N-E network.com. I'm Emily Donahue, and I thank you for listening.